Yeah. So, well, the PayPal just bring $15 when you get there because you pay them because they have to staff it. Um, you know, basketball, volleyball. You guys can read. You know what it's like and worship just like tonight. You can register online, but um, just register with me because, you know. Um, and I already have your t-shirt size. These are the t-shirts. Mm. They look amazing. They really do. And Kelly really worked hard. Where is she? Okay, next. Is if you bring a friend to camp or youth group, if you bring a friend to youth group, then you get a prize. If you bring a friend to camp, you also get a prize. I just made that up right now, but you definitely will get a prize. It can't be somebody who's already been a part of this. You are the prize. Then we get a prize. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty witty. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, next, follow us on Instagram. Um, yeah, just follow us. Y'all know. Y'all know what it is. Yeah. So just go look at it. Um, that is everything, right? That's it. Oh, no, just kidding. Let me go back. Um, it's not on this page, but... For camp, we are leaving at 1 o'clock on Friday. What? 1 o'clock on Friday. So if you need, like, arrangements, make them now. If, like, you don't think it'll work out, this is what your mom said. I don't know. Well, what? Oh, I'm skipping school. Yeah. <laughs> it's for God. Yeah, exactly. Just tell your teacher that. It's for God. I'm sorry. I'll take my test later. No. Um, so, well, I mean, that's still, it's not like set in stone, but we want to leave 1 o'clock on Friday because then we'll get there. We'll just have more time to play because there's like a lot of fun stuff to do and we don't want to just like cram it into one day. So, that's all. Oh, no, who has your journal? Me. Me. Okay. Okay. Kelly, get the candy. If you bring your journal and Bible, you get some candy. Mine's twin. For the first time. Is what? Oh, oh, a journal plus Bible? Does that mean two pieces of candy? Or what? Two. Where is it? I can't see my journal. Yeah, this. Oh, it's in my journal. I can't see my journal. I can't see my
And then she was like, are you sure? And I was like, yes. And then I put her bag and I threw everything. And she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then I put her bag here we get And I was like, you got kicked out. Because she thought I, I shot them or something. But no one, no one did, right? Mm-hmm. You're good. Oh, I'm good. <laughs> Anybody else? Funny stories? Anybody? Nothing? Who else? <coughs> Something funny happening. What happened to you today? Uh, me? Uh, no, too long. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's about to go this year. Yeah. No, not, not Okay, we're, we're, I'm going to just make it quick, guys, tonight because we had a long worship night and. Um, um, I want to leave time so you guys can play a game. So, uh, for those of you guys who are taking notes, remember this is the third teaching in the series. This teaching is called Dedicated Pursuit. And this is uh, a part of our series that is called Living a Life of Consequence. So, I'll just go back up to the top really quick. Do you guys remember the definition of consequences? Living a life of importance or relevance. So this is, these are the steps. These are three. Um, uh, quick announcement, all of you guys know that we don't have youth next week because we're going to camp next week. So next Monday, you have off. Yeah. Next Monday, you have off because that Friday, we're leaving for camp. Next Friday. No. Monday, we have off. Oh my God, that's so freaking soon. Like Monday, there's no youth. And then Friday we leave. We're leaving at one o'clock. Is that a big shock to everyone? You guys don't look at the calendar? No, I have like three assignments to do. Okay. If I can do it, you can do it. Okay, guys. So today we're going to talk about uh, dedicated pursuit. Um, the first, uh, the first teaching in the series was about productive management. Right, so we talked about how you guys listening because we only have a little bit of time. The first one was about productive management, talking about everything that you guys have uh, under your control in your lives, like your time, your energy, your education, your relationships, all of these things. How do we, how do how do we use those things as Christians to live a life of consequence or to live a life of importance? Number two, we talked about wise investments. So we talked about how God um, requires of us to take risks with the things that we have, with our gifts, with our abilities, with our time, not to just sit um, and, and uh, hoard or collect things, um, but to take risks and make investments with our, with our resources, with our um, time, energy, and talents, okay? You guys all following me? Okay. So the third piece to this teaching is dedicated pursuit. We're going to talk about something new. Thank you. Okay. So everybody, turn to your uh, in your Bibles to First Corinthians chapter nine. We're going to make sense of what is going on in this picture right here. Can someone, uh, anyone in the kitchen, grab me some water, please? 
uh, in a in a time of trying to maybe get back up from something that knocked him down, right? But you can see that his eyes are faced forward. He he looks determined, and he's got this. Uh, if you guys can tell what it is, it's a torch in his hand. He's got his torch, and he's got fire. Okay, I'll explain more about what that means later. So this is our model. He's fallen down, but he's got getting back up. He's looking forward, and he's got fire. Okay. Now in the green, we have a different runner. Now this guy has also fallen, but it looks like he's been down for a while. So if you guys can tell, I don't know if you can see, he's got spider webs growing under his elbows and his knees. He's been down for a while. His torch is on the ground. There's no flame. There's barely even any spark left. It's just charcoal and dust. Um, he's got his eyes down, and he's also got scrapes and bruises like the guy in the red, but <laughs> it doesn't really look like he has any intention of getting back up. Okay? This also represents uh, part of the Christian walk, right? So there's going to be times uh, in your lives where things may not be going your way. Maybe things haven't gone your way for a long time, right? There's some challenges that we face that that are extended for maybe further or longer than we think we can bear, right? And and it takes a certain quality of perseverance to be able to get through that. This guy in the green, we're not sure if he's going to make it, okay? We're not sure if he's going to if he's going to get back up. Now, this girl in the blue, and it is a girl, okay? <laughs> this girl in the blue also has the bumps and bruises, right? She's fallen down. She has faced some challenges. But as a result of those challenges, not only has she, um, well, she's, she's no longer running her race in the, the, the same direction as everybody else, so she's no longer going forward. But you can see her, you see her little thought bubble up here? And she's just got, like, frustration. Like, she's just, like, swearing in her, in her, mind or whatever she's 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 mad she's pissed off and she's thrown her torch over her shoulder and she's given up okay so this represents the people that come into confusion they come into lies they come into frustration that that just steals their will to run their christian race does that make sense to you guys okay so we're going to talk a little bit more about that later but these are the three um, situations, okay? So now let's go back to the verse, 1 Corinthians 9, and we're going to see uh, what does this verse tell us about how we're supposed to uh, run this race in order to win. Okay, so um, I'm going to use my translation or my version because it goes with my notes. So I'm going to read it again for you guys. It says... Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No. I strike a blow to my body 
and make it my slave, so that after I have preached to everyone, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Okay? So, if you guys are taking notes, these are the three quick points for tonight that we're going to take away from this story, this little verse. Number one, Paul is talking about everyone runs the race, but only one person can win. So what makes it? What makes his race different than anybody else's or everybody else's? Number one, he says you must go into strict training. So we're going to turn to James uh, chapter four, verse seven, uh, and we're going to talk, and we're going to get a little revelation, a little truth about what it means to be in strict training. So when um, when you guys are done with notes, someone turn to that for me. James 4. You got it? Yeah. Here you go. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Okay. It says submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So what does that have to do with strict training? Is that kind of a leap? How does that correlate, right? It says, uh, submit yourselves to God. So, um, I don't know. Uh, I know Cedric, where's Cedric? I know Cedric has competed at a high level with boxing. Has anyone else really uh, dedicated themselves to uh, sport where they were kind of, yeah, do you? Basketball? Okay. And for, for a long time, like many years? One year? Okay. But, it, but you were dedicated that year. <laughs> okay. Um, anybody else? You know what? Color guard? Dan. Color guard? And Dan? Dual, dual sport athlete? No, it's the same thing. Okay. I'm trying to give you extra credit. Okay. So, guys, when you are in that sport, when you're in that mode, especially for a sport like boxing or wrestling, right? It's like you're living your life and color guard, I'm sure. You're living your life you're living your life a certain way, right? And when you're in that sport, you're living different than you live for the other seasons of the year, for the other time of the year when you're when you're off, right? So when you're in game mode, when you're in fight mode, when you're in race mode is what I put for, for this you are living a different way. And James chapter 4, verse 7 says, Submit yourselves to God. That's what it means to be in race mode for your life as a Christian. Okay? So you're going to find, as you get older, maybe if you haven't seen it already, that you're going to find a lot of Christians are not in race mode. There's a lot of people who say they love the Lord, they follow Jesus, but they're not in game mode. They, they live the same as everybody else. Maybe they, they have a, a couple different habits, like they go to church on Sundays, or maybe, you know, they wear a cross around their neck, whatever it is. Maybe they have a sticker on their car that says Jesus or something. But you see that they're not in race mode. They live the same as everybody else, and there's no difference. The difference that Paul is telling us to make here is to be submitted to God so that the enemy has no no power in our lives to, to hinder us from running our race, right? So that's number one, okay? Number two is run with a purpose. He says, let's see, in verse 26 he says, uh, Therefore I do not run like someone running aimlessly. 
I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. Okay, so for this point, really, I just want you guys to reflect on the, the last two lessons. Uh, the lesson about productive management and the lesson about wise investment. These are teachings, these are rules that we've gone over to teach us about how to live our life with focus, right? We talked about as we're going into the new year, that makes us as Christians different, right? We're supposed to be approaching life with, with plan, with expectation, with strategy, uh, with thoughtfulness. What are we doing with our time? What are we doing with our friendships? What are we doing with our education? This is how we live, or we run with purpose. It's, it's like we take account of what we have. Uh, we're not just running aimlessly. Do you guys have any friends that seem like they're just running aimlessly? You'll notice more, especially maybe after you get out of high school, out of college, you see people start to go into the world, the real world, as people say, and it's like, okay, what are you doing with your life? You're at the bar every day of the week, you're not really trying to do anything with your career, you're not really trying to get married, you're not really working out, you're not really <laughs> playing instruments anymore like you used to. It's like, what are you doing with your life? You guys know anyone like that? It's like, sometimes you, you just want to grab them by the shoulders and say, you have so much potential, right? What are you doing? But, you know, you see, you see people who who peaked in high school, I mean, th I know this is hard for you guys because you haven't, you don't have that ability to like, to uh, look back, but there's going to be people in your lives who you see that they peaked in high school. Like in high school they were great, right? It seemed like they had so much potential. Uh, I have a friend like that who was like the best football player uh, Westview has ever seen, the best uh, basketball player Westview has ever seen, uh, super smart. The scholarship to the Air Force Academy, all this amazing stuff, and then you come to find out after college he just like didn't do anything, and uh, it comes down to purpose, right? It comes down to to are you being intentional? Do you have a plan? Okay, so that's number two. Number three. Paul says. Put your body under your control. Actually, I'll read you the verse because he uses much more colorful language. He says, uh, do I go running around aimlessly? Uh, no, I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. He says, no, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. So what is he saying here? It's kind of intense language, right? He's saying, he's literally saying, no, just like a runner who is training for something, I beat my body up. I beat my body in order to be in uh, in good shape for this run. So, Cedric, what would happen if you were going up for a boxing match or a wrestling match, and let's say, uh, you know, you didn't care at all about your, your eating, you didn't care at all about your conditioning, and you go up and you step on the scale, and you gotta, you know, make weight. What's gonna happen? Either you make it or they disqualify you. Either you make it or they disqualify you. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, right? Uh, I won't go into that, but um, yeah, that, that's a good way to put it. So if you guys imagine yourself living your life. Uh, without any discipline, just like someone preparing for a fight without conditioning, 
without um, you know being mindful of your diet or whatever, without lifting weights, what's gonna happen? You're gonna get wrecked in that fight. <laughs> You're gonna be this guy, green guy number two, just on the floor, not gonna get back up. Round one, right? And and that's gonna be it for you. So in the same way, um, Paul is saying, have your body under control. He's talking specifically about your body, the urges of your body, the desires of your body. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been in that in, in, a, in a time in your life of like really working out hard, but even if you've been working out for a while, no one wants to get up early and run. You know, maybe someone, but I don't know. it's like you have you have to have control over yourself. So let's go to Galatians 5. And this should this should be a familiar verse to you from uh, from uh, teaching that we've covered before, but let's uh, let's go and read it anyway. Huh? Oh, my torch is already. Someone else needed their torch to be lit, 
he could offer that because he has it. Right? This guy in the green, he's like somewhere in between. His torch went down. He's got a little bit of spark. But if, if the guy in the red came and helped him out, he could probably get him back up on his feet and he could get his torch running again. This girl in the blue, she's done. She has no relationship with the Holy Spirit. She's living in the flesh. She's, she's pursuing the desires of the flesh. She's not pursuing the Spirit anymore. She's given up. She's like cut ties. So Paul is saying, be in control of your flesh, which means live a life of the Spirit. Okay? So... There's a, uh, there's a story here I don't think I'm going to go into just for the sake of time. Um, but if you guys want to take a note and maybe read it for homework, that would be great. Um, it's also something that we can go over later again uh, in the future, but it's a good story that deserves the time to read it. Okay. Uh, okay. So I'm going to tell you guys a cool story. And this is going to be kind of the fun part of the night. Um, okay, so with everything that we're talking about with this race, right, we're talking about how it is that we live our lives as Christians, okay? So it's, this is a little bit of a side side note, but it's a little bit connected too, okay? So uh, as far as the, the kingdom culture uh, of us as Christians is to... Finish our race, right? And so when we apply that to other areas of our lives, the the culture that I'm trying to share with you guys is that we finish what we start, okay? So that can apply to many things. That can apply to school. That can apply to uh, a job or a project. And the reason that I want to touch on this, even though it's a little bit of a separate topic, is because a lot of times when God gives us something, when God puts something in our laps, or even if he gives us an idea, um, we have a responsibility and just an opportunity to do something with what he's given you. Does that make sense? Yeah. So the culture of God's kingdom is when, when you have something, do something with it. And on top of that, complete what you start. Okay? So... This is just like a little bonus story. So, uh, when I was in high school, I um, really wanted to start a t-shirt company for some reason. T-shirt company? T-shirt company, yeah. I don't know, for me it was just like, yeah, t-shirts. And um, it was something that I just always wanted for for a long time, I was just like, I think it would be so cool to have my own t-shirts. I used to draw a lot, and I wanted to make my own designs and just print them and sell them and stuff. I just thought it was really cool. Um, and so uh, I used to doodle, and I came up with a, a name for my t-shirt company. It was called Lift because I was a snowboarder, and it was like, you know, that, uh, you know, you, you take a chairlift. So I had a couple meetings. You take a chairlift, so that's one. But then also it's that, you know, if you guys have taken physics, what is that force that gets you up off the ground? Lift. Right? Ooh, too many. <laughs> so I just thought it was cool, man. I just liked it a lot. I used to draw, 
you know, on the side of my homework when the teacher was talking, I used to draw my journal, all these different logos all the time, all the time. And, um, <laughs> and eventually I came up with a logo that I liked and I found a, it was like my friend's neighbor or something was a graphic designer. He was an adult, he was a professional. And somehow I got the chance to talk to him and show him my drawings. He's like, oh, I'll I can make this logo for you. Like, it's not that hard. And I was like, really? <laughs> so he made it. He made my logo, and I was like, man, I'm in business. This is cool. But I had no money, and um, I didn't know anything about having a t-shirt company. But my grandpa believed in me. And he, I don't know how, maybe one day I was just telling him about it, but he wrote me a check for like 250 bucks, And he said, take this check and... Or, uh, make an order for your shirts. Order your shirts. And I was like, all right, cool, <laughs> cool. So I ordered my shirts. I think I ordered 24, like three of every size or something, and, and and that was it. I didn't really know what to do after that. <laughs> and, and the truth is, I didn't really do anything after that. I, I never sold any of them. I didn't make any money. Uh, I wore them. Game with my friends, and, and that was it, because I was just a kid, and I was like, I don't know, I just didn't have that much motivation, I didn't have that much drive, I was just like, it was a cool idea that I had, right? Well, um, the other, well, not the other day, it was actually a few years ago, I wonder if I can find it really quick, let me see, hold on a second, brief intermission. I shop and I stopped because my logo for my t-shirt company was on the wall of this in the window and it was a shop with named Lyft with the same logo as my company and I was so mad because this is what I think and this is what I believe guys is when when you have something that just kind of that that you're passionate about, those things come from the Lord, right? Those things come from the Lord, and so if you don't do anything with it, someone else will. Like the Lord will just take that good idea, that great idea, and just pass it along to the next person. And it's like those things they're like presents that just come from heaven, right? And I I'll find you guys this photo because it's the exact same logo, name, everything, and I think it was just a t-shirt company, it might have been something else like t-shirt and other clothing, but the way they did the logo and everything was mine, and so the lesson, the lesson for this is just, it's a side story, but it's, it's just 
to to remember, like if you start something, if the Lord gives you something, finish it, because you never know what that could become, right? Um, you know, I think of Ashley and her drawings and her books and stuff. Like, go all the way to the finish line with that. Think of something to to create a something, right? Bind it up, put it online, whatever you gotta do, you know. Um, so that's my story. But here's I have my shirts. Some of them. Some of them are still in the bag. So I went to when I went to college, I I gave a bunch of my friends some of these, and and I'm wearing one today. So this is what they look like. Wow. See, that's the flash. Nice. Yeah. So I think Moy uh, for the game, uh, we're gonna use these. They're four mediums. So, sorry, there's just mediums, but uh, um, we're going to use them as prizes, okay? So, Moy, you can, you can come up and we're going to transition into games, okay? Okay, uh, 